Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, Internet? So you're listening to the Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. Where we distrust geek culture from the perspective of people of color. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ, the anti-trife equation, Soldier 70 Split, Victor Stone, amongst other things, Mr. Miracle Whips. I got a million of them. I could keep going all night, but for now, I'm going to keep it moving because I'm joined by Chico Leo, a.k.a. the Wookiee from Brooklyn, a.k.a. Carmelo Apathy. <laughs> AKA Wholesaler Moon. That's it for now. Alright, alright. A couple of oldies, oldies but goodies. Afro Cheeks. You know. Afro Cheeks, you know. Chico Leo back in his semi-regular position. You know, Tatiana isn't here tonight, but she is here tonight because we got an extra special jam-packed episode. The spaceship is on and popping. We got all kind of people up in here. You know, she in the back right now, effing with them dilithium crystals, trying to get the engines drawing but you know we gonna get it all together in a second but for now you know we here you know like we said it's voice at urban geek been a big week in geek hope everybody's having a great week out there starting off their week right you know the new monday show i mean you already know that though because you're subscribed on itunes on soundcloud on youtube on twitch you need to get on that twitch you know let me say that one more time twitch.tv slash fanbro show because in 2018 we got a lot of stuff coming there i mean mega uploads you know shout out to them r.i.p but yeah, we got much coming, you know, Twitch TV <laughs> in 2018. All kind of things are going down. But did yeah, you guys you know, have Did you guys have Crazy Eddie's in, uh, in 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 Houston? Nah, what's that? Crazy Eddie's was this like stereo store that had like a crazy dude in the commercial who would be like going nuts pitching, and that was sort of oh, what no. I was imagining. Yeah, Crazy Eddie's was. Uh, like a New York thing, but they advertised on TV, and the guy was like, the pitch man was like a crazy '70s like New York dude, and um, who would basically have a nervous breakdown during every commercial. Like that was the joke, but oh. he was so intensely pitching the product. <laughs> so that was that was sort of what I was what I was reminded of just then. It was uh, you, you left it all out on the floor there. There we go. You know, I got to because we got a lot of stuff coming. You know, it's been a huge year for Fan Bros Show. Big, big, big. You know, 2017 was so crazy, but 2018 should be even crazier. So get up on that. Twitch.tv slash Fan Show. I'll be live streaming. I've been rocking uh, Star Wars Battlegrounds, so you can check that out on there. You like how I added an S to it, you know, because I'm black. We add S's to everything. That's just how it goes down. You know what I mean? Star Wars Battlegrounds. Woo, you know, like Chico Leo, have you been watching The Punishers? <laughs> so I, I, I have, and it's actually been very punishing. Uh, oh, yeah. I well, you know, all right. So I have a long history with this. I thought that the casting the dude who played Shane was a bad idea, and I completely ate my words because he was really, really dope. Yeah, I ate my words on Fanbro Show a couple of times. Um, he was really dope as the Punisher, but um. I, I just think I mean the show was it's I've I've only seen four episodes so far, and it's been quite boring. And uh, 
Yeah, I I fell asleep actually at one point. Like then I rewatched episode three because I slept through most of it. Damn. And yeah, it was like that. Um, so I don't know. I I wasn't uh, I wasn't thrilled. Like you know, this was an audible. Like this was not part of the plan. The plan mm-hmm. was to do what they've done so far, and then when Dare when he got such a good review in Daredevil, they immediately gave him his own show, which is. You know, that's the mistake that, that comics make. Anytime someone gets really dope, they give them their own book. And mm. I think it's cool that they went like 40 years before giving Robin his own comic. And they went, you know, the X-Men went a good 10, 15 years before they gave Wolverine his own comic. And that, I feel like Punisher should have shown up in a bunch more of the more, of the Netflix shows. But I didn't think giving him his own was, you know... And, you know, the only thing connecting him to the netflix universe is is karen for karen page and you know i would have liked a little more than that you know like connecting other shows ultimately at the end of the day i gotta say so far um you know iron fist was bad but at least iron fist had colleen wing so far in four episodes i have not met a colleen wing Mm. So, uh, you know, I've heard nothing but good things. I got to, you know, contrary to that. I know. That's what I've heard, too. But I haven't felt it. Okay, well, I've heard nothing but good things. Me, myself and I, I got through like 20 minutes of the first episode and I was it was mad tired. I was mad late. I I, got to be honest. I even forgot that it was coming on this weekend. Like last week, I remembered and I know we didn't talk about it last week on Fan Show. And it's like, damn, I realized that this week. Like, yo, we didn't even talk about it. So the anticipation is just not there. Like you said, after Defenders, after Iron Fist, I was let down twice. I'm like, mm, I'm straight, you know? Like, Well, wait, yeah, there's another, there's another factor. And the other factor is this was scheduled to, op- to, to drop the same day as Justice League's opening. Yep. And Justice League was supposed to suck. But Justice yep. League didn't suck. And so because mm-hmm. of that, all the air, nobody's talking about the Punisher because ju- the other DC movies have been so bad that all Justice League had to do was to not suck and be somewhat good. And I thought it was better than that. That's all yep. it had to do to, to, to literally eat up all the oxygen. So, you know, no, yeah, they, they bet wrong. And um, nobody's and talking also, about that. And They're, also, I think it's just like just the general air right now. Like, you know, earlier this year, we had Let's See Alexander on the show. And she said if she was ever going to do Punisher again because she directed Punisher Warzone, that she would never cast a, cast a white dude. Right. And, like, then because you have these shootings that seemingly happen yep. damn near every week now. So it's like seeing someone like the Punisher, like, even me, when I watched the first 20 minutes, he rubs out, like, 10 people in the first 20 minutes. And I was just like, uh, like, okay, I get it. You know, he's finishing off his loose ends and everything. But it's still just like... I'm just not really that impressed by this right now. Like, this is not what I want to see. Not when you have, like, Thor in the box office. You know, have Justice League preen pretty good. You know, you have Black Panther coming up. You got Cyborg shining in Justice League. Like, when you got, you know, people of color, you got Tessa Thompson just owning everything. When you got people of color shining in these roles now, it's like, I really don't need to see White Boy Punisher murdering. Like, when he shot the Mexican dude, you know, spoiler from across the border in the first 10 minutes, I was like, you know, fuck this dude. And so, yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely have more to talk about on Punisher in the coming weeks because, you know, we obviously we wouldn't want to spoil it anyway, even if we had finished it. And I'm definitely going to finish it because it's, you know, it's Netflix, it's Punisher. It's one of my favorite characters when done right. But, uh, yeah, so far. But I have heard it's dope, so, you know, don't take our word for it on this one. Wait till we finish it, give you the whole 
you know, real deal. But yeah, like Chico said, so far. Mm. And the thing is, they actually do uh, at least try and touch on a lot of the stuff that you just mentioned. They touched on sort of like, you know, white supremacy and like the white, mm. the white male disappointment and rage. Mm. And... The, and you know returning veterans coming back and, and yep. you know and and even all like the sort of military industrial complex but i i question whether just bringing them up is enough like they need mm. to and i don't think it's gonna really come down on hard either way and and um so yeah i and, and it just wasn't uh it wasn't compelling like the others it's dark and it's yeah it's 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 not the right time for it this is not the time to see you know, an angry white man shooting people. Mm. This just isn't that time, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I fully agree. I fully agree. And it seems that it wasn't just, you know, Justice League taking the sales out of it because Justice League this weekend is projected to only make $98 And while that's a whole hell of a lot of money to somebody like me, for something like Justice League... No, it needed to make, yeah, like $200 or, you know, at least 150 yeah, it is the lowest debuting movie of any of the DCEU, you know, since they started with Man of Steel. Basically. Well, that's their own fault, in my opinion, because they put out so many whack movies. Like, they, they, they've shot themselves in the foot. This is this is solid. This will have longer legs. Like, people will still be seeing it in two or three weeks because mm. it, 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 it does have good word of mouth, whereas nobody was seeing. Three weeks later, were people really still seeing, uh, you know... Um, I guess, well, Superman. they were seeing BVS, but I don't know if they were seeing um, Suicide Squad three, four weeks in. Doubtful. But, you know, you can check our review. You know, we dropped our review on YouTube. Me, Chico, Leo, Tatiana, and Jeff J. You know, it was a four-person review. And we all pretty much liked it. And a lot of people have come back at us this week either disagreeing or agreeing. You know, if you disagree or agree, you know, hit us up at Fanbro Show on Twitter. You know, because we are always open to talk to people about it. You know, you can hit me, DJ Ben. I mean, you can hit Chico Leo at the Chico Leo. You know, we're always down to talk. You know, overall, like a week later, I thought it was pretty dope. Um, hmm, I, I guess we still, you know, we'll keep away from the spoilers. Like, if you want to talk to us about it on Twitter or whatever, hit us there. But you know, on here, we'll keep from the spoilers. Watch us on YouTube. Like I said before, subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash Fanbro Show. And if you're wondering where Tatiana King is, along with Jeff J, coming up after the break. I mean, we were talking Justice League, so it's Ray Fisher. Yes. Cyborg himself is here in the spaceship. This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Nada Brahma. Hey, yo, 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 this is Foul Munch. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Gene Gray. What's up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. This is Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. When I'm not sitting at my desk ruling the comic book universe, I'm listening to Fan Bros. What up, Fan Bros? Welcome back to this spectacular, sensational episode. As usual, you know we bring you the goods every year. This year is like no other because this is probably our best year. Would you say so, Jeff? I, I would have to, right? So, right. yeah, it is, for you sure. Have, you have no choice. <laughs> I have no choice, but it has been. It's been an awesome year. 
Well, I'm excited because we have the Ray Fisher in the house. Now, if you don't know who this brother is, you're going to know very, very soon because this man is playing Cyborg in the new Justice League movie. O-M-G. <laughs> the, first, the first live action Cyborg, cyborg. Right. in the movies. Right. So that's even... Right. So that's even higher. <laughs> so the reason why we're so excited because we're, we're nerds here. So we, we're, who, we're who isn't? Who isn't exactly? <laughs> facts, facts. So we're into this. We we think it's a, a big thing. We, we think it's huge that we finally got a black character on screen. Yes, clap that yeah. up. <laughs> Thank you. I like this. I love having a live studio audience. This is great. Um, so we again, I have mentioned that a lot of people may not know who you are. Mm. Um, you we when we looked you up and we looked in your details, we was like, oh, this is a classically trained actor. This is like. This is this is a serious actor, not an actor, but an actor. <laughs> Artiste. Well, I mean, I think any actor that 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 takes the risk and putting themselves out there in front of people, you're a serious actor at that point. You know, mm. I, I've studied theater since I was uh, what professionally for about uh, ten, uh, twelve years, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, this is my first go at something in the filmscape. But you know, there's there's been a lot of grind, you know, happening behind the scenes, you know, since before all this happened. Right, you know, right, right. It's like he came out of nowhere. It's like no, I've been I've been places. You just haven't seen the places I've been just yet. Well, you ain't come out of nowhere. You came out of Camden. I came out of uh, Lawnside. 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 I would say okay. Lawnside, New Jersey. So yeah. what's the what, what's that like? What's the difference? Camden kind of hood, right? Well, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, am I, am I? well, I mean, it's uh, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, oh, and I spent okay. uh, the first few years of my life living in Camden, okay. and uh, my family moved back to where they were originally from, Lawnside, and that's where I spent most of the years growing up. Up. That's what you claim. That's what. That's the way you. I mean, I claim. I try to claim as much of New Jersey <laughs> as I possibly can. <laughs> but uh, right. uh, but the thing is, you know, it's 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 all one love down there. You know, and mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things like you. It, it, it's us against Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> it's people, just, people, people call us Philly adjacent. Right. That's like a <laughs> suburb of Philly. That's southern. That's like y'all tri-state area of Philly, Camden. That's what they say, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, as much of New Jersey as I can represent, I'll do it. I'll do it to the fullest. So, okay. um, yeah, no, I mean, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, Camden has a very, very special history, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, I think when you know drugs ended up running through there, that's when we started seeing a, a pretty mm -hmm. big shift mm -hmm. in the economy and a mm -hmm. shift in the in the people specifically. So you know, hopefully that's something that we'll be getting taken care of and and we'll be be able to see that sort of healing process happen. Right, right. So how does that feel? That I mean, you've come from Baltimore, you come from Lawnside, and then you have all these people in the background that are obviously rooting for you and wanting you to wanting you to you know win. So how yeah. does that feel that like now you're on this big production? I mean, huge global production right now. I mean, I, I feel pride in it because it it sort of justifies their belief in me. You know, it it ends up it ends up giving validation to the hours they've spent encouraging me, to all the all the time they spent seeing the shows I've been in, mm. uh, the amount of times that they're giving me the pep talks I need to get back out there and keep doing what I was attempting to do like it feels if it feels like it's just as much for them as it is for me and uh, if I'm able to do anything if I'm able at the end of all this to just you know get my mom a place to stay and then you know I, I'll, I'll, I'll consider the mission accomplished yeah. yeah 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 so were you into like any of this what we would consider now the nerd or the geekdom Absolute, when you were a kid? What, abs what absolutely. I loved Batman. I loved mm. all the animated series. I loved the films. I loved Blade. I loved, I would watch anything. It didn't matter. Marvel, DC, you know, I, I was just a fan of the characters themselves. Mm. And I'm still a fan of all the characters. You know, watching the animated series is, a lot of times I find them to be much better than a lot of the other media that's put yes. out there. Um, yes. And that's just, I mean, that's just my, my personal taste on it. Yeah. I think there's a, a really interesting change that's happened over the last what 15 years with right. the geekdom of it all 
Uh, I've grown up playing video games my whole life. I still play video games now. Right. You know? well, what right. systems it, you got? I've got PS4 right now, and I've got a Nintendo Switch. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Finally. Switch Hive. Yes. Switch Hive. Switch Hive. Yeah. Let's go. So what games are you playing? I play uh, Breath of the Wild. I've got ARMS. I play Mario. I'm playing Mario Odyssey, Odyssey right now. now. Yes. Okay. I'm playing that on the plane. So I'm Game slow and steady with that. Game of the year, man. You know, it feels like a second coming of like N64. Mario Absolutely. N64. Same way that Breath of the Wild felt like a second coming of like Ocarina of Time to me. Ray, you're my brother already. I'm just letting you know Listen, that Listen, like, this, like... is, this is the stuff <laughs> I love. Yeah. Well, let, let us know when you get to uh, New Donk City. Okay. Because... Yeah. That's if you want to get your mind blown from nostalgia. That's probably one of the best boards in any yes. game really? that I've played. Top ten, and, and I'm hyping it so that when you play it, you can say, "Yeah, Jeff, he hyped it, but <laughs> okay. it exceeded your expectations." Okay, I'm putting, you it, know, up on the, I'm putting it up on the pedestal yeah, it, now, it, man. It, it, it is. You just, I mean, you just started, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm still in the the second the second world, the sand world, where it's all icy. Oh, and okay. You gotta, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but what I'm I'm a completionist, so I try to like get as much uh, as I possibly can before moving on to going. the next world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, no strategy, guys. I do my best to stay away from that. There's some stuff in Breath of the Wild I might have to like look up later on, but I, some of these shri- some of the shrines yeah. are like tricky. I think I got like a hundred and hundred and uh, sixteen of them. It's like one twenty five or one twenty right. something like that. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm jo- I'm doing my damn just to stay away from right. the strategy guy, but it may be popping out pretty soon. Well, well you seem well versed in all of this stuff because obviously we're gamers here as well. Did you when you were with the cast? Did you guys play any games together? Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, during the v- additional photography, I had my switch. With me and uh, Ezra and I would play Mario Kart, let him play Breath of the Wild, that whole nine. Uh, and uh, my stand in and some other crew members, anytime like we had some downtime, I'm like, come on down to the trailer. I'd break open the, I'd break apart the Switch controllers mm-hmm. and we'd all, we'd all sit in there and play Mario Kart. So, wait, would you guys, Jason Momoa, play Mario Kart? Would not you? Jason, no, not Jason. Okay. Uh, he's not as big into the video game side Aww. of things, but you know, he had the whole, he had the whole band set up in his room. He's got the drum kit yeah. and all the different <laughs> instruments. So, you know, you depending on what you were into, you can go play video games, you can go rock out, you can go do whatever you wanted to do, depending yeah. on who you were gonna, who you're gonna spend some time with yeah. you yeah. and Jason Momoa playing Aquaman I mean playing um, uh, Mario on Switch Mario Kart on the Switch that sounds <laughs> that's like great, that's like that's, that's like 15 commercial. million hits right there like I'm just <laughs> like just imagine seeing seeing y'all just using the technology just seeing him in all, all his splendor and y'all two just going back and forth I feel like that's like a comedy sketch well when we go to Tokyo to promote the movie next week because uh, Ezra's been there before he was telling me he was like you know they actually do like live full out Mario Kart in traffic right where yes. they, dress, they dress you up in the Mario Kart characters and have you I was like we gotta do it can you what? do it where we you can gotta do it do cyborg slash Luigi like can you do that <laughs> like a, like a, like a Luigi yes. Right. yes 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 I think that would be dope listen if they can find me a costume that's not just a CGI onesie I'll wear it <laughs> so. no, you might have to get that CGI onesie I mean just because like get you get you the onesie that has you know the painted on yeah yeah <laughs> you know, gonna give you the, the Mario hat yeah you know, yeah get you going get you listen the I'm ready to go I'm ready to go you guys let me know Oh, so, I'm so happy you're so into this. This is great. This is this is fantastic. <laughs> so I, I want to talk a little bit about the process too. Uh, you know, you gained a lot of weight for this. You mm. did a lot of training. You went hard. How how different was this from like your your daily life? Because I'm not sure if you do this normally. Uh, no, the, the the previous project that I was working on prior to this was um uh, I was playing Muhammad Ali in a show off Broadway here right. in New York City, mm-hmm. and I ended up putting on 20 pounds just on my own, just in eating and training and lifting and that kind of stuff. Um, and that that process was about two and a half three years. I uh, when this rolled around, I was about 193 pounds, which is you know slimmer for my for my height, and you know knowing Zack Snyder, our director, knowing you know him getting people into superhero shape was like one of his mo's. I yeah. uh, I I knew that I'd be in good hands. So when we got there, uh, immediately they put me on a diet, they put me on a food plan, and I was eating everything I could get my hands on. 
I was lifting all the weights I can get my hands on. Uh, Stu Walton and Mark Twite, who are trainers on the on the piece, you know, they 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 took me through the ringer. It mm. was it was it was great though. Like whenever there's a set plan, it's a Virgo in me. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> all right, I got to do this at this time. It's like it, I'm compartmentalizing everything. And uh, by the time we were finished, after those like what was it over the course of the eight months that we shot the movie, seven months that we shot the movie, uh, it was I was in the gym two hours a day, five days a week, mm. uh, over the almost the entire course of the of the shooting process, and I ended up gaining about thirty pounds. Uh, Thirty pounds from where, where I was at one ninety three. So what? So what would you say? What was the moment from the whole time where you were recording where you said, "Yo, this really paid off." Like I'm glad I put on this weight. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I'm super diesel, super cyborg in real life. Like when? When did you have that realization that I needed to do this and this is paying I, off? I felt that even at the be- even at the beginning, once we started rolling the cameras, because I'm not in a practical costume. Everybody mm. else has these have have these costumes that sort of inform their movement, and I'm just in pajamas. So. <laughs> Having that yeah. having that extra weight on me made it feel like I was outside of my natural body, right? Because mm. and that actually felt like armor. So when I'm uh, when I'm getting to my cyborg posture and getting ready to assume that 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 th- those motions, I felt like okay, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm a monster. Right. You know what I mean? Right, I feel right, like right. I feel heavy. I feel like like th- there's just more gravity. Um, yeah. So did you did you feel like the the overgrown kid in the in the medium? <laughs> what's he, when you were walking around, what you put on yeah. that weight? Like I know that must have threw you off the first time you put it, it on. It kind of felt that way, yeah. Because I've got asthma too, you know. So oh, like wow. growing up, you know, organized sports was never really a thing for me that I could that I could uh, that I could do. I played with my friends and all that, but like as far as like playing organized basketball, football, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it just wasn't a thing. So uh, as I got older, I sort of outgrew it a bit. But going into this process, you know, putting 30 extra pounds onto my body, like I'd be climbing upstairs sometimes and getting winded. You know what right, I mean? Like right. that that kind of thing. It's just a different, <laughs> it's adjusting just a different beast. So adjusting, adjusting to the weight for sure. Yeah. And you just have to make sure that, uh, luckily we had a great physio on deck to make sure that, you know, everything was, uh, that, that my body was staying aligned the way that it should, that it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Because your tendons and your ligaments, they, they'll grow at a different pace than your muscles will. Right. So if you lift too much too quick, and you know your muscles get big, you may start having joint issues and joint right. pain, that kind of stuff. So you know he was he was he was a, a guiding force in making sure that I was able to to to, to stay mobile. Right, right. So so you over here, you leveled up, you're super saiyan right now. <laughs> uh, level level three at least. S- right. At least right. SSJ three. Right. So so you, you you over here, and then you have to act opposite the legendary Joe Morton, mm-hmm. and that's actually that's one of the really 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 well done superhero intros we've seen, and then obviously. Joe is is king, but like how how did that feel? Like were you scared? Were you looking forward to that? Like how did you feel? I mean the the crazy thing is you go into it, uh, and 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 part of it is well let me let me backtrack just a second. Sure. So uh, when I was studying to be an actor, and when I was in New York grinding, you know I used to work at the theaters on Broadway, and uh, I was bartending for those theaters. So I ended up I ended up meeting a bunch of people who were doing shows like you know Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, right. uh, uh, James L. Jones, mm. the whole crew, and uh, those experiences sort of grounded them in a way because I was like, oh, they're real people, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I said, well, they're real people. They're real people that are willing to have conversations with you. They're humble individuals. Um, you know, it, it sort of grounds them in a big way. When this came along, you know, Joe, he is the kind of person who he comes to set. He's ready to go. Work is being done. Uh, he gives it to you every take, and he's a consummate professional because he also comes from a theater background as well. Mm-hmm. So being able to see his work ethic and just watching him move from place to place 
shooting Justice League, then going back and shooting uh, parts of Scandal, right. then coming back for additional photography while he's doing his one man show, like uh, playing Dick Gregory. You know, it was I was like I was in awe of just the tenacity and and the in the in the in, in the drive that he had. Um, or that he has rather, and to this day, I'm I'm like I'm looking at it as an example of like where I would want to be mm. when uh when when I reach his age, right. you know, where I hope to be, right. you know, when I reach his age, accomplished, absolutely, confidence, you know, absolutely, and I, always on it. Yeah. I just want him to do my performance review at work. Like I just <laughs> want him to come in and just <laughs> do a monologue. You are a boy. You, you know? need to give him a raise. You should give him a raise. You will give him a raise. <laughs> Like I, I feel like he he could come in and if I if I ever got in pro- trouble with my mom or anything like that I'm like mom listen to Joe he'll he'll tell you why it happened and why you should uh, he he's good at explaining <laughs> some stuff to you when, when when need be but you know he he's the kind of person he comes in he does he does his work you know and and he's humble enough to to where if if you've got a question about anything character work any of that stuff you know you have a fluid conversation about it you right. know it's never it, there's there's no sort of ego with respect to that there, right. So, so yeah. what I want to know, because because you know we want to get closer to Cyborg. What intrigued you about playing Victor Stone? Like what would make what forced you not forced you, but what kind of gravitated you? Drew to me to the yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I think um, what drew me to the character was when I started reading the comic book iteration of Cyborg, the original version of, of the New Teen mm-hmm. Titans and this from nineteen eighty. For the movie or this is while we were discussing the movie. Okay. I was able to get acclimated to who he was because my only uh, my only interaction with Cyborg was through the cartoon show right. back in the early two thousands when which I was is fine. Which is, that's dope. <laughs> Teen Titans. Yeah. Well, Teen Titans. This is the original Teen Titans. Yeah. yeah. So, but for me, I was like, well, I don't know if that's enough to get me like super excited about the character because it's a much different version than what the Justice League situation was. Mm-hmm. So, being able to go back and look at the history of Cyborg, I was like, oh, there's a lot to chew on. You know, he's not just he's not comedic relief. You know, this is a person going through real grounded situations. And uh, as an actor, that's something that is 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 something that I just gravitate toward and particularly being able to play the character over the course of a bunch of different films. And uh, the the, the benefit of that is being able to grow the character by degrees that the audience can see from film to film rather than it being. Oh well, you had one film, Cyborg. Everything's well and good, and then it just becomes like sitcom immediately after. You know, you want you want to be able to grow the person, uh, and have them have meaningful uh, have them have a meaningful transition from film to film. So uh, uh, that's one of the things I think. You know, we 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 scratch the surface of with Justice League is this idea that he will his journey will continue, his healing process will continue, uh, the the relationship with his father will continue to mend. Yeah. And that's something that you know was really important for me to be able to 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 be able to de- to delve into. It's funny hearing you speak about what drew you to Cyborg and what you could uh, exemplify in him. Because to me, when I look at Cyborg, it's almost like an allegory for the African American experience mm. in America. He can't hide who he is. Mm-hmm. He to other people, he may come off as a monster because that's what they're conditioned to believe. Mm. Because if you see a half man, half machine walking, you may it may give you pause. And the fact that he's also an African American, it's like mm. double the prejudice, yes. double the p- persecution. Yes. So is there anything in his physical makeup and because you are African American mm-hmm. and and black, whatever, <laughs> whatever you, you whatever can say, black African American. Yeah. Um, 
you you can draw from that as well. How do you how do you draw from that in order to grow the character's profile? Well, I think for the character, if you look at when he was written in the 1980s with Marv Wolfman and George Perez's version of it, they did not stray away from those issues. Back then, I think comic books were much more uh, they they had a lot more courage to talk about these social and political issues than what we see today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was talking earlier, and and uh, one of the most pivotal comics that I've read in the New Teen Titans was when Cyborg gets into it, uh, when he gets into it with his best friend Ron Evers, because they have two very different stances about what ended up happening to Cyborg. Yeah. Ron Evers, if, if Cyborg was the MLK of comic book characters, Ron Evers would have been the Malcolm X. Right. Where, you know, once the accident befalls Cyborg and he's turned and, and and his father Silas takes it upon himself to transform him into what he considers to be a monster, Ron Evers comes around and he says, Look what the man did to you. Like, let's go, let's go get revenge. Let's go get them back. And Cyborg puts it he puts it straight up to him. He says, Listen, Listen, the man didn't do this to me. My father did. Right. And if I had a problem with a white man specifically, I would take it up with that person. I wouldn't take it out on an entire race of people. So the idea that they were not afraid, they were not shy about those kinds of things, absolutely, I think was super inspiring. And, you know, I know people are drawing a lot of parallels between uh, these days, you know, with Cyborg and him wearing with him wearing his hoodie with Trayvon Martin. I, you know, right. I know there, there, there are parallels being drawn with that. But this is this is something that he's worn since the beginning, even right. in the nineteen eighties. So we have this idea of like uh, of art, mere uh, art uh, informing life and life informing art in the same sort of in the same sort of vein. It's very interesting that we're still going through the same sort of issues that Cyborg would have been going through back then. Oh, yeah. uh, and I, I think Cyborg does represent uh, uh, the African American experience in a in a metaphorical way. But I also think he he is overtly representative of people who are differently abled as well, mm. right? Absolutely. People who have lost limbs, people who have undergone physical trauma, people who have implants of, of some kind. I think right. Cyborg's particular struggle, and uh, I've been using this recently, Cyborg's uh, journey is not particularly about being black or white. It's about being human. It's about transcending our our our, our very limited view of 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 the physical, and getting to the heart of what that means, of what being a human being means. Is it your body? Is it your mind? Is it uh, is it your spirit? Is it a combination of those things? You know, I, I think that that's a very interesting uh, that's a very interesting idea to explore. And you know, him being black just happens to ex <laughs> happens right. to raise it to another level, right? Right, and just add more color and more and, and more layers to it. Cool. Are you happy you got to say booyah? <laughs> I just had to bring it back down. Like, are you actually happy you got the same booyah? I, well, the thing the thing is this. I mean, I know that uh, that that booyah is like super popular among the Teen Titans cartoon show yeah. fans. But you know, you also don't you also don't want the character to be relegated to a catchphrase. Yeah, right. No. You want you want the you want the character to be able to stand outside of uh, outside of what that expectation is. I was um, afraid of that 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 would be a problem. So so I mean, we're not giving anything away, but there's none of that like rampant booyah in there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing. I mean, that's it's not it's not comic uh it's not comic canon. Yes. Uh it's simply from the not it's solely from the from the cartoon shows. Um but I understand people's desire for it. I understand, you know, it's it's extremely popular, but you know, you you also have to marry the idea of the story you're trying to tell with uh, uh, with who the character is, you know, not only in the comic iteration, but all the iterations right. of it. So, 
Um, that was a very beautiful way of saying nah, man. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, but I'm, I'm happy you said that because I, I agree. I just rather it be that way. So you know, just just bring this all together. Like you're part of what we're calling like the melanin majesty of when it comes to superheroes. Like we have Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, uh, the entire cast of Black Panther. Mm. Then you have on the CW, you have Black Lightning coming out, and like mm. here you are, you're portraying a beloved character, Cyborg, and now we're just seeing this grow. Like, so what do you? How do you see this going on in the future? Like, uh, well, I, I hope I hope we can continue to tell stories that are relevant I hope we can continue to tell stories about cyborg that that accentuate his humanity mm -hmm. right uh, what I what I would not want to have happen is for us to run out of material before the before our series is done right. you know because um, then you know characters end up floating around in this like nebulous space where they could be there they could not you know right. you don't want somebody just there because you've established that they're part of the universe so mm -hmm. um, uh, the thing that appeals to me as an actor, are stories that uh, stories that that ask that ask tough questions, and I would like for us to continue to ask those questions with this character. And that's one of the beautiful things that I think Zack Snyder and Chris Terrio have, uh, have have sort of developed is this idea that there is gray area. This idea that you know it doesn't uh, that being a superhero is not necessarily easy. That there are consequences to having these powers. You right. know, I grew up loving Batman, but when I think about as an adult now, when I think about what I'd have to give up in order to be Batman. I say, well, maybe not so much. Like, if you had to watch your parents be murdered in front of you in order to, in order to over have that and be over the, again. That's right. <laughs> to, to have that be the driving force, you'd say, you know, mm, I, I, like being able to fight crime is great. The gadgets are great. The money's great. But at the end of the day, all Batman wants is what anybody has ever really wanted, and that's, and that's that that that's that piece of their life that they're missing. You know, he just wants. Uh, if he could go back and trade it all in, he would. Um, so being able to tell those grounded stories that actually have. Uh, that have gray area is what's important to me for sure and and cyborg being the mix of technology and humanity that Perfect. you know that we that we live in today there's a there's a there's a lot you could play with yeah so i know you bodies ask you you want to do a cyborg movie and you like well yeah i would love uh. to i'd like to do a cyborg movie too if you needed a, a stunt double or something like that but are you able to do it cuz i know with uh, different studios they sign you sign the contract and you're on for x amount of films so what is it looking like not to patch your pockets but i'm just asking in terms of <laughs> how how far like you 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 did uh bvs mm -hmm. you did justice league so right. what is the future look like for you and warner brothers well i think with cyborg in particular things are obviously the standalone is in development right. they uh, they announced it a couple of years ago, yeah. and we've got some other films on the slate coming out beforehand. Um, as far as my personal feelings about it, I would love to do a cyborg standalone, with the caveat that it is a story worth telling. Right, right. Okay. and that's the and that's the that's about as descriptive as I can get right. with it. Now, did, do they let you know, like, all right? We're going to hold you for X amount of films because I know it's been there's been other actors who like Tom Holland they won't even let him see the script because right, they, they know them. he runs his mouth and he'll and he'll yeah. he'll leak it out. Really? So just That's in terms true. of like it's just it's like a, a running oh, well, joke. No, there, that there's 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 NDAs you sign and oh. the thing is you you I mean anybody that touches the project you right. know, even if you have you know friends who want to come see the movie prior to it coming out because they'll let you do that sometimes mm -hmm. just to you know just because this is one of the perks of it they'll make people sign NDAs saying that hey listen. You say anything about this, we will sue oh, yeah. every little bit of your life away. <laughs> and trust me, I don't got that for you, so I'm not going to let uh, you that, go but, to talk anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're Cyborg. You got a hand cannon. You can just say, not today. Not today. Right, right, not today. Right. Well, not if I wanted to watch today. the movie anyway, Cyborg could just tap into wherever you got it stored on your hard drive and just get it anyway, right? Maybe he can go get Sally Mae and, and free us from this. Uh, <laughs> free us right, right. I'm just letting you know, slopes. you have a permanent seat on the Fan Bro Show at any time. Is you want to come so? in? Yes, because you have proven yourself over and over. Every little oh, yeah. thing he said, I was like, oh, he know about that. He know about that. Let's, 
Signed, sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered. I mean, it's it's a labor of love. It really yeah. is. This is, and like I say, this is the perfect marriage of what I what I love as an individual and what yeah. I love professionally coming together. And that's not. It, it, it won't get any better than this. Anything from this point forward, it will be a lateral move. You For know. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, perfect. So you have survived the interview segment, but now we're going to take you into the brap segment, like brap. Oh, man. And what that is. Tell he's me like, about, wait a minute, wait. Tell me, tell me, tell <laughs> me about like, this. What's it's, happening? It's a, guard? <laughs> it's, a, it's supposed to be our quick fire uh, rapid question and answer session. Okay. But, you know, if you need to explain something, you can. So we're going to give you a series of questions, and you pick one. Okay. And if you, need a, if you feel you need to explain yourself, you can. Okay. So are you ready? Go. Okay. All right. The Falcon or War Machine? War Machine. Uh, okay. In terms of hoodie heroes, we're going with Luke Cage or Cyborg. Cyborg. Where was Hoodie Mellow on there? Like you, you gotta Mello. have Hoodie Mellow we'll on there. Hoodie Mellow on there. <laughs> let's do it. He's still gonna pick Cyborg. <laughs> you still gonna pick Cyborg? Wait, still what, hoodie pick. what? Sorry. Hoodie so, Mellow. Hoodie Carmelo Mello. Anthony. The Hoodie Mellow. Hoodie Mellow. Mello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Ooh. You know, I haven't seen the entire series of The Wire, so I'm gonna have to go with Breaking Bad because I know uh, I've seen the entire thing. So. That's my my answer to it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, good. Magneto or Professor X? Magneto. Oh, nice. you said that quickly. Like, he was like villain agenda over here. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Lex Luthor or Doctor Doom? Lex Luthor. Mm. Yes. Oh, we are we not related? I think we might be. <laughs> um, Superman or Batman? Batman. Wakanda or Zamunda? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's a good one. Wow. You know, that caught me off guard. I'm going to go Zamunda. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go Zamunda. You been to McDowell's yet in L.A.? I have not been to McDowell's. Oh, uh, I heard that they it was a pop-up and that it, it went away. It was there for Halloween and then it disappeared. Supposedly it still is there. Like I was I was just in, the, I had told you that I was just in L.A. My friend was like, yo, we going to McDowell's. I was like, there is? Yeah. There is. Um, okay. So Did I they demolish the the actual site yet? I don't know. I don't. I don't have no. It was idea. like a Wendy's really, in Queens, and I think really they, funny. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Michael Myers, Freddy, or Jason? Freddy. Freddy. Mm. He's able to. He's able. He, I love his trash talk. <laughs> That's true. I couldn't sleep for a week <laughs> watching one of the movies. Scared. Judge Dredd or Judge Judy? Judy. Judy. Yeah, I already <laughs> knew where I was going. I was Judy. <laughs> he knew where we were going. Give me Judy. The Fresh Prince of Martin. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Mm-mm-mm. It's supposed to be rapid. You can't be asking these these, these tough questions. I actually got to think about these. Martin. Martin. Okay. All right. You can't take it back. No. <laughs> this is on here for posterity. Anyway, Star Wars or Star Trek? Wars. Okay. Mm. I know Ben Ami's going to be very happy. Yeah, about he's, he's going to be hyped. Um, your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Blade, hands down. Which one? Uh, one and two. It's just a toss up. I mean, one is the one I fell in love with. Two is like super action packed. So, you know. All right, and three doesn't exist. So. Uh, well, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> it doesn't exist. So okay. we got Triple H out of that. We got Triple H, prime Triple H acting. Triple H. Oh, oh my gosh. Our, our, what about our, vamp, our vampire chihuahuas? You forgot about those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, or Pomeranians, rather. Right, vampire yeah, Pomeranians. Yeah. All right, we're almost done. Your favorite wrestler? Oh. WWE. Or if you know, anywhere, if you, or anywhere. If you know anywhere, like Ring of Honor and all that stuff, go ahead. I mean, I, I floated between a couple growing up. It was uh, D'Lo Brown. <laughs> oh. You better recognize. <laughs> Must have the real deal now. <laughs> D'Lo, D-Lo, wow. Who's the, the other? Uh, it was like, uh, it was a toss-up between The Rock and Farouk. 
Oh, always, okay. yeah. you were like there that. through the, the the nation of domination Absolutely. era. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I just want it where they're just cussing at each other. Like I want that attitude era thing where they're just like, right, oh, yeah. mama, love right. your mother and this." Oh, I miss that. It's so great. Yeah. Um, who was your first geek crush? Geek crush, uh, Christina Ricci. Uh, mm. When I was young in Adam's family, yeah. Oh, that's good. Wow, that's new. I haven't that's, heard that yet. Yeah. Um, what character's death struck you or hurt you the most? It could be in any medium. Mm. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who, who may not have seen. Oh, they can pause it. It's all good. Oh, those <laughs> fast forward. It's all right. <laughs> they can pause. They can fast forward. Uh, oh, probably something Game of Thrones. Ian, uh, there's a lot of deaths in there. I'm just like, I, ain't, I can't pick believe one. that. <laughs> you can pick oh, anyone. Oh, 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 oh. You can pick um, anyone. Uh, uh, Oberon, Martell. Mm. That was his Oberyn. fault, though. He shouldn't have been. I mean, so but bold. the thing is, it, it 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 surprised me both in that it happened, but it also surprised me in like the, the disgusting nature in which he was oh, killed. Yeah. I yeah. literally, I was up like that night. Just like with that vision in my mind, I was like, yeah. it, it, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Like, it, yeah. Anywho, yeah, I yeah. was like, I was like, yo, finish, finish, man. You, you, ch- you doing too much talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there t- so we got just two more. Comic books or hip hop? Which one? Excuse me. One of them has to go. Comic books or hip hop? One of them has to go. The entirety. Which one do you choose to save the world? To save the world, mm-hmm. I'd probably have to choose comic books. That means no mm-hmm. cyborg. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I think. I think there are a lot of heroes out there, and it, you could spread a positive message either way. I think you know, uh, there's a lot of hip hop, and it, it could do a lot of good. Music can help change the world in a really big way. They're both great mediums, but if I had to choose whether or not I was going to read comic books, yeah, or whether or not I was going to listen to hip hop or music in general, yeah, I'd, I'd probably choose music. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. And then finally, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Mm. Ooh. Probably want to. I'd probably take the Flash's power, Speed Force, be able to go back in time, change things up. Oh, you're gonna do the, you're gonna do Flashpoint. Oh my god! Like change, 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 <laughs> couple, change a couple things up. Get Thomas Wayne in oh, here. Take care geez. of everybody. Take, take care of all the global warming. Make sure that doesn't go down the right, way. Right, yeah, right, right. I wonder what we're gonna give up for to get the good though. You know, if you give up, if you give up, if you get something good, you gotta give up something else. Barry that's Allen true. messing up that timeline. Right. That's true, but that's I mean that's part of the consequence though, right? I yeah. mean that's part of this. That's part of what we were talking about earlier. You can't. You don't get. You don't get something for nothing right got it, got it. well so. mr ray fisher you did it you have survived fanbro show we appreciate you being <laughs> Look, it was here. good it was a labor, labor of love i'm telling you I yeah, understand. Man. thank you for having me before you go please let the internet know where they can find you online you can find me at on vero you can find me on instagram or twitter just type in ray fisher i'll be the cyborg guy with the check mark next to his name or you can spell my name backwards that's the handle r-e-h-s-i-f-y-a-r Yo. Got it. Yeah, that messed me up. Like when I was looking him up, I was like, <laughs> "Why is it?" Oh, like I took a step back. It was like an illusion. I was like, "You did it." <laughs> That's All right. smart. All right, fanbros, we hope you enjoyed this interview, and we'll be back for more fanbro show. Yep. Uh, yo, what's up? This is Ato Asando. When I'm not inviting Chico Leo to like exclusive HBO parties, I'm on fanbros with y'all. Check it out. Peace. Welcome back, Internet. Thank you. Big shout outs to the brother Ray Fisher for coming in and dropping the knowledge with that incredible interview. Like I said, you know, to me, he stole the show as Cyborg. I thought he was, you know, just a surprise of the year, perhaps. 
because I fully expected him to be trash. I fully expected that, you know, CGI just to look terrible. And he was dope as hell. He had some of the best scenes, some of the best dialogue. Big shouts to coming through for dropping that incredible interview. You know how we do. It's Fan Bros Show. And speaking of Fan Bros Show, you know, coming up very soon. We talked about it last week. The four All Nerds Awards. Yeah, put an S on that, too. Because that's how I do. <laughs> It's coming up soon. If you remember this year, we had Otto Asano, Otto Asando join us for the For All Nerds Awards. It was, you know, live on YouTube. We're going to be doing the same thing again. But first, before we even get to that, we got to figure who we want to have as our guest. So this week, we'll be running a poll on Twitter at Fanbro Show where you can vote to see who is going to be the special guest host or perhaps guest host. Of the For All Nerds Awards. You like that, Chico? I like that. I'm just trying to think uh, who, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who the, who the final contenders are. I mean, we were thinking all kind of people. You know, perhaps Otto Returns. You yep. know, perhaps uh, Lexi Alexander, Allison Williams. Uh, let's see, Wesley Snipes, if he would ever answer an email. Doubtful, but, you know, we could see what happens. You know, all, you know, crazier things have happened this year. So who knows? It could be anyone, but that's coming very soon to For All Nerds Awards. But right now, it's time for one of my favorite segments on this show. New listeners, this is... That's right, the Geek Wintley Asked Questions, where we answer any and all of your questions each and every week. Hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, or hit us on Twitter at Fanbros Show, and hit us with your questions, geek-related or nah, it don't matter, anything, you can hit us. But first up, we got from friend of the show, George Carmona, the debater himself. We saw there was a Green Lantern in the first battle with Stephen Wolf. What heroes or villains would you like to see in Justice League 2? Wow. Uh, I, I mean, will there be a Justice League 2? Is there a real question? Oh, I, I think there's definitely going to be a Justice League 2. Um, well, you know, spoiler for a second here, but so the the closing sequence implies that there's going to be, you know, the um, Legion. Yeah, the Legion of, of supervillains or the Legion of or Doom, Doom or whatever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm assuming that that we're going to see a lot. We're going to see, you know, villains for each of them. They're going to get matched up with villains. Maybe it'll be Cheetah for Wonder Woman and, you know, was it Mantis, Black Mantis or Mantis for uh, for uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. You know, we'll get, you know, we'll get each of them will have a villain. It'll be interesting who they pick for Batman. Um if unless that's who Deathstroke is supposed to be for. But um, that's yeah, probably. I don't know. I I actually would like to see Lobo would be dope in uh, as mm. to make a first appearance and then maybe spin off into his own movie. Like Lobo could definitely be the DC Universe's version of um, Deadpool. You know, sort of Deadpool meets Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy, but an even like sort of sleazier, more R-rated. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that seems like a, a perfect thing for them to do also the legion of superheroes it would be kind of dope if they did a time travel thing um i don't know what if they're planning on going there but um i i think doing something like that like having introducing a whole new you know franchise whether it's like lobo and maybe they don't want to introduce him in the justice league 
because he's an R-rated guy, but also, again, like, it'd be great, you know, Legion of Superheroes are just, like, the first three of them show up or something like that. But that would require right. time travel. Legion of Superheroes, 30th century DC. Yep. I'd like to see anyone who's on... I mean, it's just, it's just hard for me because it's like Justice League Unlimited and the Justice League show animated did it so well. But I'd love to see, like, the Booster Golds and the Blue Beetles right. of the Justice League show up. I'd love to see... Um, Martian Manhunter. I was gun, just thinking like, Martian Manhunter. Yep, yep. And if they're gonna go the dark side route, I'd love to see the new gods in general, like Mister Miracle, Bid Barda, um, Orion, just a whole you know family of the new gods. I'd love to see that. And from hypothetical person, they asked, "How did y'all meet?" And Chico, how did we meet? Because, I mean, I think you had the most interesting story about how me and you first met. Because your, your recollection is a little different than mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If, all right. So, the, I mean, should, I don't know how. how, how there was a uh, an, an initial uh, recording of a pilot of Fambros. No, before that. Before that. When but we I, first met. That was, that was uh, you know, I met you in the offices, and I think you were late because you were breaking up with somebody. <laughs> oh, wow! Uh, or getting broken up with. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure either, We met in the offices of where, where back where we, where we recorded in the beginning, um, which was not the first place that LSN recorded. No, not yeah. at all. Nope. Um, but but and, you always well, told me that I, I came off kind of insane to you, you, I think, with your words. Well, you you certainly have <laughs> have a have a vision that, you know, is somewhat when you're expressing it is not unlike Peter Finch in Network when he opens the window and screams, <laughs> I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. He's kind of waving his fist in the air and he's a little wild eyed. You know, sometimes sometimes DJ Ben Hameen can get that kind of, you know, spirit going. It's like, you know, not that different from, like, Mel Gibson before all the battle scenes in, in Braveheart. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. As long as it's not Mel Gibson on the phone. No, no, with his girlfriend. No, definitely not that. Yeah, no, you need a horse. You should be riding up and down, like, in front of groups of men, you know, screaming at exhortations on a horse. Waiting around. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, yes, a hypothetical person. That's how me and Chico first met. We were actually introduced by the godfather, you know, the emperor, Darth Vader himself, Chris Morrow. The, the podfather. Yes, the podfather himself. That's we were right. introduced by Chris Morrow, and he told me that, you know, there was this guy, D. Chico Leo, who I just had to have on Fanbro's show that, right. you know, is an absolute genius and just a wild man himself. And he was damn right. So that's how we met. Uh, Tatiana came along because both me and Chico knew her through Twitter and did not know, you know, anything else. But we both knew that she was popping on Twitter. And so we both hit her up and was like, come along. Same as with Jamie Rigetti. I mean, Rigetti. We hit her both up. And I didn't know either of them from anything. And, you know, the magic just popped off from there. That's and right. Boom. Yeah, no, it was a, uh, a four-person operation for a while. Yep, that's right. I mean, it's gonna go back, and that's true. Well, now it's now it's like an octopus. Now it's like it's like Hydra. You know, yes. You know, when one limb uh, gets cut off, two more limbs appear. There you go. There you go. And speaking of two more limbs, from Negus Obscure, he asked, "With the news of yet another Star Wars trilogy, where would you like the franchise to go?" 
to me, and just away from the Skywalker family. Yeah, but the, at the same time, to me, it's like, well, I don't know. No, no, there are some great stories. I, I honestly, I would like to see Knights of the Old Republic. You know, I'd like to see Revan. I'd like to see Re- Re- Reven, whatever. I'd like to see all that good stuff. Like, I'd like to see the classic video game, you know, and that whole universe where the Jedi were popping and the Sith were popping and everything going, you know, the whole history of it. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I feel like anything, although, I mean, this isn't Skywalker, although it's related. I mean, an Ahsoka Tano trilogy would be really mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I just, I kind of feel like I'm done with, you know, three generations of Skywalkers at this yeah. point. Like, we don't need more. And this, you know, will have been the third trilogy about the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, especially perfect. when Rogue One was so good. Yeah. Um, you know, so like them doing one-off stories, you know, the news around the Han Solo movie is not good when they fired the directors halfway through and, you know, um, parts getting recast and everything like that. But the idea of doing a non-Skywalker movie, you know, to me, um, is just any nothing to do with the Skywalker family. You know, I'd rather, you know, see 3PO's early years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, most definitely. Same, like I said, you know, I'd love to see the old joints, the classics, you know, the Knights of the Old Republic, or just even far into the future, you know, something completely different where we're not even seeing the same types of things, like where we're not seeing AT-ATs, we're not seeing Empire or First Order, just a completely different story. Also, speak, well, I mean, I was dope? just thinking a Boba Fett TV show would be dope, where... You know, his, like, (laughs) different missions, because he's, you know, he's a mercenary. So you could have him go each season, he's, like, doing a different thing. He doesn't always work for the Empire, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah. No, you're giving away a great one right there. And uh, speaking of Star Wars and stars, Philip Winslow asks, what were your final thoughts on Star Trek Discovery? Being new to the Trek universe, they have to say they loved it. Um, the 40 minutes I saw of the pilot because it started That's all late. all you've seen? Yeah, because it started late because oh, uh, there we was told football the and Oprah and all that. Come so on, I thought it was Chico. great. The 40 minutes of the pilot wow, was great. that's all you've seen? That's all. I, where else? I don't have CBS All Access. and I Neither do I. I was hoping they would throw it all up on Netflix at some point because Netflix is the money behind it. Um yeah. That's what I think is so crazy is Netflix is putting up the money and you can't even see it on Netflix in America. In well, Canada, you, you can. Well, uh, there's always, you know. Ways I know. To see no, it. I, so, I know. You know. I know. I've happened to see pretty much every episode except for the very last one, and I think it's great. I think it's like so well done. I think it brings different twists to Star Trek that I haven't seen before, but also, you know, maintains a lot of the stuff that I and I know a lot of people love about Star Trek is that discovery, the sense of hope. The sense of like, you know, aliens and weird, like not just humanoid aliens, but just, you know, reaching the far ideas of science and all that stuff like that. And I think it's, I mean, phenomenal, really, I'd say. I, I've, it made me like want to go back and watch the best of the old Tret because this is really good stuff. So, you know, if you got to get CBS all that sense now that it's, you know, done, get it for a month. You know, cop that joint, watch all the episodes, and then wait for the end of next season and do the same thing. Because I, you know, recommend this joint all the way through. It's fire. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I plan on seeing it. I don't believe they're going to sequester it forever there. It's going to end up, you know, somewhere. But And I did really like what I saw. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts are positive on the show itself, not necessarily on the way they're distributing it here in America. No, I mean, I definitely disagree with that. I understand that we've explained why before, because everyone is just trying to get their footprint in. Oh, without a doubt. No, I get it. I think one of the biggest things that's going to happen next year is when Disney puts out their streaming service and suddenly all the Marvel stuff, all the DC stuff, and then all the Disney and, um, you know, Pixar stuff. I mean, it's, you know, they've got ammunition for the best channel ever. Mm -hmm. And it's dope. So get ready for that. And uh, I think that's about it for Geekly Asked Questions this week. As always, if you have a question for us, hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, or you can hit us at Twitter, at Fanbros Show, on Instagram, at Fanbros Show, wherever, any type of question, doesn't matter what it's about. Just hit us up, because we want to know if you have need some advice, anything like that, you know, some relationship, you know, I don't know, anything. Really love anything from y'all. Hit us up. Contact the fanbros.com and whoa, right now it is time for Comic hmm And it is a monster week in Comic Psychop, folks. You know, as always, anyone out there use that hashtag Comic Psychopt and let me know what you're copping, what comics you're buying. But man, this week. I mean, we just try to get to the big news. First of all, the brother, you know, friend of the show, Axel Alonso, has left Marvel as editor in chief. Axel Alonso is Dunzo. Oh, Dunzo. After an <coughs> incredible, I mean, incredible run as editor in chief, he is out the door, and CB Belusti is in as editor in chief. Yeah, some people online have been say uh, have been saying, "Oh, he's just going to go to DC." Of course, um, there are often like non compete clauses in contracts these days, but people tend to go go back and forth in the old days between DC and Marvel. And Axel actually got his start at DC and worked his way up under Karen Berger and Vertigo. And I mm. know that he worked on um, Preacher. He was one of the editors on Preacher yep. for a long time. Uh, among other things. And so, uh, you know, I think he also edited before that um, Hellblazer where Garth Ennis and uh, what's his face, uh, who, who drew Preacher, they, they drew that. Uh, they, they worked on that together. So anyway, he then went to Marvel, ran their like Marvel Knights line and then became the editor in chief. And now he is no longer, um, you know, he, he had been the editor in chief for a while. A good, you know, what, four years, five years. I mean, that's not the longest run, but there was one year where Marvel had like, you know, six different editors in chief in the seventies. Wow. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he could very well make the move over to DC. Um, he could do something else. I, I don't know. I know that as of yesterday, he hadn't written anything on his Twitter page in Mm-mm. four or five days. Yeah, no, he's definitely keeping quiet. And uh, C.B. Belusti, you know, people are saying online that, you know, it's a pretty good choice. He has a great eye for talent. He was actually one of the champions of Runaways, which was my pick of the week last week for Comet Psychopt. 
And I just think that, you know, Runaways is one of the best series. I can't wait for the TV series that's coming out on Hulu soon. So if, you know, he's that got that eye for talent because, you know, Runaways is written by um, uh, Saga, you know, Why the Last Man. Oh, Brian, um, Brian K. Vaughn, who's one of the yes, best guys you. out there. Yep. One of the best ever. And so, you know, if C.B. Belusti has an eye for talent like that, then I'm down with this. Looks good. And as far as comics that I actually copped this week, uh, I picked up the latest issue of Invincible, which is now issue 142. There are only two issues left. This issue was the final showdown between Invincible and Robot, which has pretty much been building since like maybe the third or fourth issue of this comic book. So it was, you know, yet another great issue as we wind down to the end and once again, I think Invincible is going to go down in my top 20 of all time. And so definitely check that out if you haven't already. Start at the beginning. It's one of the best books I've ever read. Also this week from Image, I picked up Maestros or Maestros, right? It's Maestros. Like, yeah, like the multicultural Maestros. I should know that. Anyway, it's this book by Steve Stros. Is that how you pronounce my man's name? I never know. Gee, I think pro- it's Scrochy, but I'm not 100% Scrochy. sure. Steve Scrochy, okay. I think. Yeah, Steve Scrochy and Dave Stewart on art. And I really like the book because of Dave Stewart's art, but it's the story of this kid. Well, he's now like in his 20s or whatever, but he's a kid who is kind of like a Harry Potter-esque story, but very much darker. You know, it's like this kid who was whose parents are wizards on this alternate plane, and his dad is actually like the, you know, sorcerer supreme of this universe. But he's raised on Earth because he's a fuck up. And I think his mom is human or whatever. And then one day his dad dies and he gets to become, you know, the sorcerer supreme. And it's the second issue. So far, it's pretty cool. I'm really loving it because the art is really dope. But, you know, it's a cool story. If you're interested, check it out. Maestros from Image Comics only on the second issue. So two issues so far. Pretty good. But, you know, like I say, it's a short week this week because I was just absolutely blown away by Wicked and Divine, issue number 33. I've talked about this book on and on and on. There's a great three-part interview with the creators on our YouTube channel. You need to check it out. But Wicked and Divine, issue 33, just pretty much sealed the deal for me. Wicked and Divine might be one of my, damn it, I mean, Invincible's up there too. I'm saying it, but yeah, top 20 all time, yo. Just... I, you know, I read the first trade paperback and I liked it, but of all the things that you've hit me to, you know, like, um, I love Saga, I love Chu, yeah. um, you know, I, Wicked and Divine just never grabbed me the way, Chico. yeah, I mean, Go I back. know a lot of people, no, I know a lot of people who that's like, you know, their number one pick each week or each month. Chico. I just want you to go back because you as a music person, especially, right now, you no, know, no, you it's... as like, yeah, the, just you got to go back because what really blew me away in issue 33 is when it showed how tightly plotted this whole series is, how everything that you might read in the first trade that you might not understand or made no sense even in the first trade is really just brilliant foreshadowing. Right, right. No, and I, I believe it. No, oh I, my I will God. go back and revisit it. Abs- absolutely. Like, absolutely, oh, my God. I was just, I mean, I was just stunned after I read this issue this week. Like, I was just sitting there floored. Like, everyone out there, definitely, I mean, Pick of the Week doesn't do this justice. This might be one of my top five books of the year. No, I mean, definitely one of the top five books of the year. Like, single issues. 
and it's it's battling for that top spot. So as always, make sure you let me know on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever. Use the hashtag CommentsIcopped. Hit me up. Hit Fanbro. Show up. You know, show us what you're copping this week. I know I'm behind on a few things. People are saying that uh, the uh, Dark Knight's metal is really picking up, and Wait, I can't believe that. Which I have yes. to just point out, Dark Knight's metal was edited by Eddie Braganza, who got let go last week by uh, oh, DC Comics. Yeah, so just that's all of that. Mm. Yeah, so Maybe you, know, you mentioned, didn't... you mentioned, yeah, the Axel Alonso quote unquote stepping down, but as everyone knows, he was fired. Um, and, wait, what? No, wait, no. Oh, Axel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Axel was fired from Marvel. I mean, they quote, they say he stepped down, but come on. I mean, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, no, no. That's, you yeah. know, they went in a different direction. They're changing yeah. things up. But yep. no, Eddie Berganza was was fine. Yeah, so you can't you yeah. can't link them into two. No, see, when I, you put them in the same sentence. Yeah, that's no, of, yeah. it's you know. Um, but the for thing vastly is, vastly different reasons. Right. For yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the Eddie Berganza thing, if you hadn't heard, I mean, it was all over Twitter for years, and eventually he's a scumbag. Yeah. So he got caught up in. Uh, I mean, the interesting thing is that Eddie Berganza, myself, and Axel. Uh, were all uh, all worked at DC at the same time in the 90s. I just want to point mm. out that none of the things Eddie was ever accused of doing happened until long after I stopped working with him. So, All right. Well, yeah. Yeah, Eddie Berganza done off, you know, for vastly different reasons. Right. No, no, no. no. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. But, and our uh, brother, yeah. Axel Alonso. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, but, yeah, I also had been hearing really good things about Matt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting, though. And, you know, and since you said this whole thing that's going on, you know, it's just going on. Every industry's been affected. The comics industry, you know, the movie industry. Just this week, Jeffrey Tambor leaves transparent after just being accused by, but two, by two people. But by two people. By two people, yeah. Yes. Um, and, I yeah. mean, I you know, it, I don't know the brother. I don't know the women. So, you know, if two different people accuse you on one set, uh, I right. don't know, man. It's 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 a it's tight out there. It's like Russell it's, Simmons got caught up. Uh, there's an L.A. Times article mostly about Brett Ratner, but it's about Brett Ratner and Russell Simmons. And uh, mm-hmm. there's some damning things in there. If they're, if, you know, um, I mean, this is like. it's tight out there for certain people, right? But at the same time, you know, it's always been tight for women. It's always been tight for oppressed people. So for men to be like, oh, it's hard to be a man right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as far as like a Russell Simmons and a Brett Ratner, we all know Brett's a strumbag. Right. You know, that's pretty much, you know, Hollywood history. As far as Russell Simmons, he has claimed, quote, unquote, I am Brett Ratner's son, I mean, father. Right. You know, so, and he's also had numerous, innumerous quotes about women that you just, you know, would boggle the mind. Yeah. So, it's not that much of a reach. So, yeah, sorry, yoga master, but, mm. oh, man. You know, and some good news this week, though, that something I've been waiting on forever, you know, is The Incredibles 2 trailer and unfortunately for me at least i felt like let down i needed more i haven't watched the trailer was the trailer a teaser it was a teaser yeah i thought it was a trailer see that's what it was right and then and and the other thing is for that i mean i'm sure i will watch i mean there's some 
you know, I watched the the Last Jedi trailer once, and 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 I'm trying to avoid, you know, just because I don't want I want as few spoilers as possible. But for yep. the Incredibles, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go see that. I mean, I actually, so I really liked the first one, but that was a movie that I, I, it's sort of like Stranger Things. Like I was surprised at how many people ride or die for the Incredibles as being like the single greatest thing. Like I thought it was dope. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't get that same feeling that a lot of people did where they were literally like like, oh, it should have been best picture and this, that and the other. I mean, I thought it was dope. But Wow. Yeah. I thought it was I thought no, I remember at the time being like absolutely blown away. I think it was like the one of the first of those Pixar's that I saw in theaters. So I thought it was just like, wow, this is sick, you know? Right. And I mean, best movie of the year, I don't know. But I thought. No, but it's, it's like mythic. Like, it's like, it's one of these things that, like, yeah. I think, I think the reason behind that is the fact that they never did a sequel. And why they've done sequels of pretty much every other Pixar movie. So they never did a sequel to this. So it stands alone. And it was dope. So because of that, people raised it up a little bit more than the other ones, I think. So that's why, you know. And this one has a lot to live up to. I know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it has so much to live up to. Um, But, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, that... Disney's going to have the top movies of next year. And it's oh just my whether God. it's going to be Black Panther, whether it's going to be Incredibles 2, whether it's going to be... Who has um, you know, A Wrinkle what, in Time? Han Solo. Um, that could... I don't, I don't know. For some reason, I think it might yeah, be I don't Warner think Brothers. That's Disney. No, that's yeah, not Yeah, I Disney, think that's somebody else. Think. Yeah. But I, right. I think... Han Solo. Yeah, exactly. Han Solo, Black Panther, you know, the, the next Avengers movie... Oh, those are all those yeah. are all the top, you Money know, the next the Star bank. Wars movie, you know, so God damn, yo. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we just we, I'm like somebody said it this week. Was this like the best year in superhero comic films ever? And can next year top it? Because this year, pretty much all of them were at least good. Yeah, no, that's true. And next year could potentially top it. And then you I mean, not only they... Wonder Woman, Justice League. Um, what else this year? We also had oh, we yeah, had Guardians of the Galaxy Two. We had Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. No, we had yeah. Logan. Right. Oh, you that's know. right. Logan. Also. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. This was a year for it. That's true. Yeah. This was a solid year. This is just yeah, Black. really solid year. And next year could, in fact, outdo it with Black Panther and Avengers: uh, Infinity War and Ant Man on the Walls. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. Next year as well. Um, I'm not sure what DC is doing this year. I think Aquaman drops next year. Right. Uh, who knows what else? There's going to be a lot, but I mean, Black Panther, Infinity War, those two alone could just top it all. And speaking of top it all, it's time for Chico Pick of the Week. Wow, you 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 got the, the the same the right song. That was Tatiana's song. That was pretty good. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Netflix actually dropped three things this last Friday, and it was Punisher, the new season, I think, season four of Peaky Blinders, and Mudbound, which is a movie directed by D. Reese. Yo, um, I was looking at that last night. So it's based on a novel that I don't know, but D. Reese is a, a black woman filmmaker who she did Bessie, which I think was underrated in 2015, the HBO movie about Bessie Smith, and I thought mm. Queen Latifah was amazing. I've, that, yeah, I've heard that. Like, I've it's really, that. really well worth watching. Um, who was it? Uh, Monique, uh, you know, who uh, who played, um, why am I blanking on her name? Like, Ma Sweeney. 
Mm. Um, you know, who and, and and you know, it was just really, 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 really good. Um, so are you telling me this woman got a great performance out of Mary J. Blige? So yeah, this woman got a good performance out of Mary J. Blige. <laughs> All right. And um, so it's basically, I mean, it's the kind of thing they used to do more than you don't see now. And it's basically like a generational thing about like a black family and a white family in the 40s in like Tennessee, rural Tennessee, where um, to the white son and the black son come back from World War Two and they're both fucked up in different ways and this sort of multi-generational stuff in the family and um is written and directed uh by yeah uh d reese she also did pariah a few years which i didn't see but i remember and i think it was like a really good movie about like a queer black girl coming out if i'm not mistaken or not coming out um and and so Anyway, it uh so I watched I watched that and some of the Punisher and No Peaky Blinders and um I definitely I enjoyed Mudbound. I mean it's the kind of thing where not everyone wants to see um, you know, black sharecroppers or like white asshole, you know, uh landlord uh farmers and stuff like that. But there are really dope performances. It looks really good, you know, support movies by black women for sure. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many of them. And something like this maybe needs more attention than Ava DuVernay's Wrinkle in Time because everyone's going to see that, you know? Word but, up. No, but Mudbound, yeah. And, and yeah, Mary J. Blige is like the matriarch of the black family. And um, Easy es up in there too, right? Yes, exactly. He's the black soldier. He's a, a tank drive, tank commander. Um, in Patton's army in World War Two. So actually, there's stuff like that. If you're into, you you know, there's not a lot of it, but you know, you do actually see like you know, a black dude driving a tank and fighting Nazis a little bit uh, in the first nice. hour. Um, and so yeah, and that was the dude who played Easy in uh, Straight Outta Compton. Yep, and he was also in King Kong. My man has been working. He got a, a bunch of stuff coming up as well. But, uh, yeah, shout-outs, because I saw that last night when I was about to turn on Punisher, and I watched the trailer, and like you said, the cinematography looked really good. Even in the trailer, I was like, yo, it looks like Mary J. Blige is doing some real work. She's good, yeah. I yeah. I had no reason. I mean, like, yeah, no, she's, she's. I mean, I guess I've only seen her in music videos, but she mm-hmm. she's really good. Uh, and and then the, the white... woman who directed it? What? Who's the D- woman who directed it? D. Reese, D-E-E-R-E-E-S. And then nice. the white family is Carrie... What's her face? Who was like the love interest in um, the Great Gatsby, and then Jason Isaacs? Not Jason Isaacs. Jason. It's another Jason dude. Um, uh, Jason Clark. Um, yep. Jason Mitchell is actually the dude who who the Easy E dude. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, Carrie Mulligan and Jason Clark, and then um, uh, Jason Clark's father is Jonathan Banks, who everyone knows from uh you know breaking bad and better call saul as the hitman mike and oh yeah so he I, just plays like a really yes. cantankerous old racist white guy so um, you got a great cast here yeah it's a really good cast and um again it feels a little like the kind of movies they used to make more of like in the 80s and stuff like that but it doesn't feel dated yeah um anyway so that that uh that's good uh i you know <laughs> I was I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't fall asleep during it, and I didn't shut it off, which I both of which I did do with the Punisher. Although I will finish the Punisher for sure. 
There's no, no doubt. we definitely are going to finish the Punisher. There's yeah. no way that we will, you know, we'll have more to talk about that next week. But you know, wait, but, can I just say something? This will yes. be the first one that I will have that premiered like on a Friday that it was like Sunday evening and I hadn't finished it yet. Every wow. single other I think one you're I, right. Yeah. I mean, I made it my mission, you know, and you can do that. You watch, you know, four or five episodes Friday, four or five episodes Saturday. And how and many then the is last this? There's only three. like eight of these, right? It, it might be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's eight. Like, you yeah. know. But I, I like Defenders, I think, more than, than a lot of people did. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, Iron Fist and this are a bit of a stumble. Yeah. I don't know what they have next exactly. If it's Jessica Jones season two, that might be. Oh, well, actually, uh, uh, shout out to Luke Cage uh, and shout out to Dorian Missick and Simone Missick because Dorian was actually DJing the rap party for Luke Cage. So they just finished shooting. So that season two of that should be coming soon. A lot to look out for. You know, as always, like I said, make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, all that good stuff. Hit us up this week. Make sure you check our Twitter because we got the For All Nerds Awards coming up. And we need your votes to see who we're going to have guest host. And I ain't got nothing snappy to say tonight, so. Fat Bros. Fat Bros. Fat Bros. Fat Bros. Fat Bros. Fat Bros.